Art is expression and art is creation. And no matter how many labels you put onto it, whether it's fine art, whether it's hobby art, whether it's commercial art, it's all about making things. And that's what it is for me. What you what you are taking that's in your head and putting into existence. What you're taking from your own influences, your own experiences, remixing it inside your brain and vomiting it out <laughs> to put it to put it lightly what you are creating i uh, and that's kind of what art has always been for me is it's something that can transcend like all the little labels and divisions of different types of art um but at its core it's about making something that means something to you All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Craig. Uh, this is the Minot Arts Podcast, a map to the arts in small town America. I'm your host, Justin, along with Shanda, my co-host. And today's guest is a uh, artist himself. He is also the director of the Northwest Art Center on the Minot State University campus. This is Greg Vettel. Welcome. Hi, I'm happy to be here today. This will be only the second podcast I've had the pleasure of being on, so I'm excited okay. to all right. excited to well, talk. All right. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get started. Can you tell us a little bit about your arts background, like how you became involved in the arts, and then uh, maybe circle into how you think the arts have shaped your personal journey? I... Well, to, to chart when or a little bit about my background in the arts, I've been um, maybe steeped in the arts uh, since I came into the world uh, or since I was a little kid um, with both a mother and father that were artists um, being involved in kind of that university art atmosphere from a young age uh, with a mother who was an art professor. Um, so it, it's and, and maybe I tried to run away from that for the first like, you know, when you're a kid and you always yeah. make art, you have like that and you make art and you create. And then, well, what do I want to do with my life? Well, I'm not necessarily art. Um, but then after a roundabout ways of figuring out all the things that I didn't want to do, um, I came back uh, to art, uh, specifically graphic design. Um, and that's what I had uh, done as a long time. Uh, uh, working myself, uh, kind of personal expression with digital art and printmaking, um, but then professionally uh, as a graphic designer for many years. And as for the arts, how the arts have like shaped kind of that journey is that they've always been present uh, from when I was a child to when I was in uh, middle and high school uh, and then into college, um, even trying to pursue other things, um, always having like the art, art in the background um, and being continually exposed to it. How do you think, um, maybe from like an outside perspective of looking at others who didn't have the same upbringing, how do you think that that may have helped you? Um, a knowledge of art that I didn't necessarily need to go to school to learn. Um, a knowledge of how kind of galleries and museums work um, coming from a family that attended like that, the attended museums, mm -hmm. went to galleries, was kind of steeped in that helping, you know, my mother install traveling exhibitions and, and uh, um, interning at galleries and things like that, whether 
you know, it's the volunteering or being voluntold by your father. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, and uh, just having kind of a, a background through the nature and everybody, you know, there's, there's the, um, the kids that, that grow up, you know, knowing what their parents do. And sometimes you get into other things, but other times you get into not that because not just because it's familiar, but because it's what really made you passionate about um, just doing doing things, a career or making things or what like what do you want to do is like, well, I want to make art. I want to I want to work with art. I want to surround myself with those people and those things. Yeah. And it's kind of cool how you like, you immediately had the example of like, yeah, this is something you can do. Like your parents did it. Like yep. this is, you didn't grow up with the like, oh, you can't grow up and do art. That's yeah, not a real I job. Was, like your parents <laughs> were doing it. That was their job. It was, yeah, that's, that was like the one thing, like, like it's, it, I never heard like, oh, well, you can't be an artist or no, you can't, can't work in the arts or there's no money in the arts. I mean, there, it was all about how hard do you want to work? Um, and that that should be something that's made plain to anybody that that wants to look at arts as a a rewarding um, area to try to make a living in is that you can make a living at anything as long as you're passionate about it and you work hard and you show other people who would be willing to support you your that you're that passion yeah and and what you're doing so yeah it was never a it was never a you can't you can't be in the arts you can't work at the arts it was always more of a question of what area or what do you want to do in the arts um having also kind of delved into theater and music and things like that like it's not just visual arts it's it's just a background in that in creative arts it, it, it's interesting. It's it's a different upbringing than what I had, and you know, which is not to say that my parents told me that I couldn't do the arts. My parents would never have had a problem, and continue to not have a problem with me being involved in the arts. But I grew up as the son of a farmer who told me that I couldn't be a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm one generation removed from that sure. experience. Um, on both sides of my family, uh, who were the the children of farmers mm -hmm. uh, who wanted to get away from the farm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not even really given the choice. It was, and not that I had I didn't have any interest in being a farmer, but my parents basically looked at me and said, "No, you're not. You're you're not going to be a farmer. There's no money in farming. <laughs> it's, this is." You know, you should probably not rely on this being <laughs> primary. <laughs> so really then you're only probably like a decade off from like discovering your passion for like homesteading and just like deciding to yeah, have your own farm yeah, exactly. for the sake of it. I, I'm going to retire and like there's a hobby a, farm out there put a with wheat your field there in is. my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you grew up here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, was, I was born in Minot. And for the first larger portion of my formative years, I guess, uh, lived in a lot of different places in the Midwest. Um, and but then was back in Minot and have been here largely kind of since from like 
middle school on. Sure. Uh, so you you obviously have experiences outside of Minot as well. Uh, talk about uh, talk a little bit about your experience as an artist in in a smaller rural community, and what what that lends to your art, and maybe the struggles or benefits of having a small community as an artist or as somebody working in the arts. Also, you know, with with regard to Northwest Art Center and the stuff that you yeah. do there, and and there's. Um, okay. Um, to me, and it's kind of interesting, I've thought about this, in fact, is that, you know, we're, we're in a largely rural community. Minot is, is not even a, well, it's a micropolitan area now, right? Yeah. Or not even a micropolitan just area? I don't know. Barely like shy. Barely. Yeah. Well, no, we topped 50,000. Well, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Including the two, what, like Burlington and. No, not no? including. Just on its own. Like, oh, okay. why not, why but, not but hit, officially hit 50,000? Coming, coming from like the Midwest and growing up in the Midwest in, in the space where our population density is like you can throw rocks and not hit people. Right. Uh, it's. I've never considered myself to be in a rural space because this is just what's normal. I mean, and, but when you think about it, like, yes, um, Minot, North Dakota, it's a rural community. Even in this city, it's considered a rural community. Um, and, I mean, in Europe, Minot would be a village. Right. That's what they would that's right. what they call it. A city of, you know, forty to 60,000 is like a village. Um, and I think one of the... the aspects of that as being is that your community is not so wide that you can't know or interact or or be a part of a lot of aspects to it and so as um i'll just say like on like a, a professional level um with the northwest art center um i have great working relationships with like the other art institutions in town. And it's really great to be on, have like a, a smaller community that you can, I mean, you can, I can work with Rachel yeah. uh, at the Tobby and we can support each other as like professionals, as museum directors uh, and, and with exhibitions and I'm not saying that doesn't happen in like a larger city, but, but it I think seems it is like, less likely. There's probably yeah. more competition, less There's cooperation competition. in bigger, bigger yeah. towns. Yep. And I, that, that's part of the things that aspects that I really enjoy is that, um, but then again, Minot isn't so small that I can't go to like the Tabby members only exhibition and see names I don't recognize. I, I could, then, and that's really cool. I get to yeah. see new art and and, mm -hmm. and meet new artists. Um, as far as making art in a rural community, um, my immediate experience is more on the academic side. And in the academic side, because you have professors that are not from the area where mm -hmm. you have... Um, not necessarily subject matter that's tied so much to the land mm -hmm. and community. Um, you know, there's more than just like the landscapes and the, the, the art that speaks to place, um, which is a lot that you get in rural communities is there's artwork that speaks to experiences. There's artwork that speaks to a sense of place. And that place is where we are. It's the Midwest. And I can tell you, as as like a, a younger adult and as a kid, that was not what interested me at, mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. I was like, Western paintings? 
landscapes, <laughs> farm paintings. Walter Peel. Walter, Pe- Walter Peel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 but, but, you know, coming back at that as a um, working with exhibitions um, as a, as a, a gallery director, um, working with those artists and, and, and it's, it's about a sense of attachment to the land and, you know, in a larger city, you might see that in street art or street photography or, I mean, there's a similar thing, but it's more, it's more immediate in a rural community. Uh, and I think that's kind of an interesting aspect of, you know, being exposed to art when you're in a small community is that you have so much of it that's really important about the sense of place. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you, is that something that influences your own, your own work? Not at all. Not at all. One of the, one of the things that I also got from my uh, father was an extreme love for science fiction and um, fantasy and uh, um, otherworldly things and the unknowable. And that aspect um, influences more of my personal creation than um, kind of like the, the, the physical. Um, mo- most of the work that I do myself is kind of about the intersection of um, humanity and technology and how technology changes us, changes our perceptions, and is changing our world. Um, so it's kind of about that type of relationship more than a relationship with like man and nature or people in nature or people in place. It's interesting that you're like contrasting the two because I think that like that's very much the same though. And it's you still, know our it's relationship still, it's, with technology. It like it's we an see it as separate, question. but yeah, it is very much about our environment and yeah. and the nature of humanity. So it is. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's just just different focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. I, th- I mean, I think that's a, a fairly recent development. I mean the sense of not only modern man in general but on a world sphere yeah especially you've had you've had art and you've had artists that have commented on technology for you know hundreds of years yeah Mm -hmm. but but in terms of questioning our place um in terms of how deeply technology is now affecting us mm-hmm. and how it right. has shrunk this world and how it continues to we're experiencing a such a period of rapid growth in technology in the last 20 to 30 years that it outpaces everything before it right mm-hmm. and i i find those questions well we outpace in a year to what yeah. took oh yeah 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 decades i find that the most so. fascinating so well, as a Gen Xer, I just find it terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm one below you. I'm right yeah. on the cusp of that, uh, the, the oldest millennial. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's interesting the way that technology changes the way that we consider place, right? Because, yeah. um, and I wonder if we won't see trends in artwork reflecting that, like, or if we do, because you don't see as many landscape pieces but people probably aren't spending as much time in the land, time in the land yep. and mm-hmm. and making you know and it's reflective of that and how, how much how much it changes our sense of place and our sense of community 
um, and our sense of uh, the community around us that we choose to surround ourselves with. Um, and whether that's virtual or I, I, I say virtual and I say real, but I'm of the firm opinion that everything that happens on our device world, mm-hmm. on our um, virtual world is just as real as everything that happens without it because it has an effect on all That's of the people terrifying. that yeah. interact with it. <laughs> it's just as it's real. It's true. Right. I, I'm not yeah. saying you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. A certain amount of that that's terrifying. <laughs> I feel like we might be, I mean, I think it may be shifting back too. I think that there we're we're going to see more more art tied to the tied to the land, tied to the earth. I mean, the the concept of urban sprawl has mm-hmm. has come full face the other direction. As you know, we're no longer trying to make big cities. We're trying to preserve the areas outside of the city we're no longer um just you know the industrial the the mechanical that we're we're trying to beautify our world yeah, and a you're trying more to and pay more attention yeah. to that there's more focus on indigenous cultures than there used to be in yeah. that recognition which also ties into the land and everything else so i think they're they're it's that swing is, of the pendulum right yeah. oh absolutely and and i mean there's that that there's all campaigns to to beautify and bring nature and stuff to urban spaces and right. reclamation of the land in urban spaces that have been disused um but even with those trends our population shifts are still towards major urban centers yeah like by and large so it, it's it's you do have people that kind of will reconnect with more rural areas or move out of those. And if we, if we have a fully connected world, you know, maybe that is because with people don't need to live in cities to have the opportunity and the markets and Mm -hmm. the galleries, uh, that you might see, you know, more of it spreading out and less of that concentration of population. Well, it is that it is that trend toward finding where you want to live before finding what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And it is something that is, um, a smaller trend, but nevertheless a trend. The young people that are coming out of high school and college now, they are not necessarily gravitating towards New York, Chicago, LA. They are finding the small communities where they can be a part of something Mm -hmm. um, because they're finding that experience to be more meaningful than to be in some urban jungle where they can't, you know, separate themselves from the, all the, the steel and concrete that's around them. Um, so they're finding those smaller locations. They're they're appreciating more so than um, some of the prior generations there's, the notion of accessibility that a small community has. There's definitely a push to make the space you are the place where you want to be mm-hmm. rather than going to a place that you think is what you want. Right. Um, and that's I think that's really important, and that's partly what we've seen in Minot too. Within this, the last few years, last decade, 15 years, however far back you want to go, it's been in a general shift in that direction. And I think it's um, incredibly good for our rural communities in North Dakota for that reinvestment. And you see that in other small towns and communities as well, that investment in, well, and what's driving that is the arts and culture. Um, Absolutely. Cultural movements and, and cultural projects to bring the reinvestment and bring the opportunities in those communities and make people want to stay there. Yeah. 
I just heard a couple of our artists like a couple weeks ago talking about like why they decided to stay here. And they're like, well, somebody's got to stick around and make it not suck. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like, you know, you could joke about it, but it's like, these are the people who are putting their energy and their efforts and their work into creating a place that they want to live. And it makes a difference. And definitely people see that. And that's, and that's, that's, for me, that's awesome. I love it. Right, right. (laughs) Well, it, it, it becomes more, it, it is the stick around, somebody has to stick around and make it not suck, right? But because of the work they're doing, the more work they do, the more they're creating some place that they want to stay. Right. Yeah. And the more people are seeing that. Right. Staying or being like, oh, I didn't know that, I didn't know we had this. Yeah. Right. I didn't know this is something that we did here and, and, and opening up to that and enjoying it. And I can definitely say as somebody who's, fairly new to the community, um, out of every place that I've lived, it feel might not feels like a place that you can make things happen, like that you can be a part of the community. You can be, you know, I've lived in other cities and been like, oh man, this should really be better and felt really disconnected about making that statement. And here I think that there's such an open conversation about what can be that it's like if you have that thought like oh we should do this or this should be better or this could be that people are willing to have that conversation with you like all right cool let's do it like what do we need to do yeah and Mm -hmm. that's really inspiring and that's really cool yeah and you don't have that conversation without like examples yeah of the things that have so you have those people that have started like that going and you have the people that are open to hearing about change and you know, cultural and artistic development or, or even, you know, business developments and investment or just an openness to ideas yeah, and embracing those ideas that can, yeah, bring about that change. Half the things I've done through the Minot Area Council of the Arts has been come from some crazy idea from either myself or somebody else who was like, okay, well, let's try it. But, but what, <laughs> what right. if? Yeah, yeah, what if? The Northwest Art Center is, I feel like, is a, a pretty center point for our community and the arts culture um, that Minot has. Um, can you talk a little bit about collaborations or community engagement projects that that Northwest Art Center has been involved in? The Northwest Art Center, um, for those that don't know, is the entity at Minot State University that runs the campus galleries. Um, not all of them, but the Walter Peel Gallery now. Uh, certainly, and also maintains, manages, loans out, oversees the permanent art collection at the university and the Native American collections that Minot University, Minot State University stewards. Um, the programming that the Art Center does resolves lar- or now, at least at this current point in time, um, revolves largely around exhibition programming. So we have a exhibition schedule that more closely resembles a gallery space than a museum space. We rotate shows every four to six weeks um, on average, anywhere from 12 to 20 exhibitions per year. Um, Some in the art center space in the Walter Peel gallery, um, some of them touring exhibitions or exhibitions that we are going to be putting up in other spaces, or we have put up in other spaces locally. Um, a, a large portion of that programming kind of does resol- revolve around the university because we are the space for the juried student show at the university. Faculty exhibitions, our students have their capstone exhibitions. Um, but we also um, exhibit and promote uh, local state and regional artists. Um, 
through both like the North Dakota Art Gallery Association, uh, which is a statewide touring organization uh, for artists to take advantage of, um, and also uh, has kind of like a, a visiting artist and lecture series um, done in conjunction and partnership with the University Art Department. Uh, other partnerships that we have in the community is, is working with, uh, we've done kind of joint exhibitions with the TABI, um, at one point, the Art Center had a lecture series that was a long-time ongoing lecture series that was done in partnership with uh, North Dakota Humanities Council, uh, and we're looking to bring some of that back as well. Um, one of the things that people might not know about the Art Center is that it's a it's a university entity. It's under the umbrella of Minot State University, but our kind of like our programming and our operations uh, is not funded by state monies in any way. Um, so our budgets are grant-funded donations, memberships, um, revenues through art sales or even our juried shows. Um, the two longest-running exhibitions at the Art Center are, are national and international juried shows. They started out as a national print show in the 70s, national print and drawing show. And this is um, juried exhibitions that any artists can enter. Um, whether they're an undergraduate student or a graduate student or a um, middle career artist or a late career artist. Uh, so we are now in the 52nd year for our, we just had That's our 52nd annual Paperworks juried exhibition. Um, and they were opened up to international entries in the 90s. Uh, so we, we had 23 artists in this year's Paperworks juried down we had, I'm sorry, 23 artists, 29 artworks from about 300 artworks and a little over 100 artists uh, from all over the United States. And because we are in the middle, landlocked, of mm -hmm. a very large nation, most of the artists that we get in are from all over um, the country here, but also from Canada. And we do average 15 to 20, maybe more, entries from all over the world. We had an artist uh, duo from Germany. Here this year? I don't know what that was. The, the door next, next door. door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, so this year's, this year's exhibition uh, for Paperworks was um, the U.S., Canada, and Germany. And mm. one of the goals of that exhibition has to bring contemporary um, art to our region from all over the United States. And it's done that with our all media exhibition since 1992 and with the paperworks exhibition since 1970. That's awesome. So they only missed one year, two years. The first call for entries was like in 1969, I think, if I remember. Got to look it up. <laughs> that's that's um, it. So I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to admit something horrible right now. I'm ashamed. Like, <laughs> I, I went to Minot State University I had no idea. I can so within in any communities, you can have like insular parts where you might not be aware of what right hand is doing, the left hand is doing, mm -hmm. etc. Um, so that it, the Northwest Art Center was formally organized in 1992. Um, it before then was the the Minot Art Department like gallery. And it was made a kind of a separate entity with a new name in '92, um, and just until recently was actually located in the humanities building. It was the Hartnett Hall sure. Gallery. 
Um, and that well, was I knew the what space. the Hartnett Halkey yeah, Gallery was. Yeah. I never, I, I never referred to it as Northwest Art Center. I just knew the Hartnett Hall Gallery. Yep, and and the Northwest Art Center managed the Hartnett Hall Gallery from 1992 on. Okay. as kind of like the, there was a, a gallery director position that over the years had been both part time and full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in I think 2015 and 16, planning began for a renovation in the lower level of the campus library, the Gordon B. Olson Library, um, for um, a larger, more state of the art. Uh, exhibition and collection storage facility, and that was to become the new Northwest Art Center. Uh, it was finished in 2018, and that's when the first exhibitions were held in the space, uh, dedicated in in April of 2018. Uh, and it's a uh, it's it's incredible. It's the probably the the it's probably the most um, it's definitely the newest, and it's probably the most state of the art uh, gallery and exhibition space in the state. Uh, it's 6,700 square feet uh, with an outer gallery and a climate-controlled main gallery. Um, we have our climate-controlled collection storage and also permanent and also permanent display uh, space for uh, the Native American collections. It's climate-controlled, so it's a, it's an incredible space. It's an amazing space to view exhibitions. Uh, we hold um, concerts uh, in conjunction with uh, the um, Division of Music at Minot State. Uh, and and host uh, a, a number of other numerous events through the through the university, but also through um, just our, our local community events can be held in the art center space as well. I'm it's just, amazing. It's yeah. really cool that this exists. And I, I mean, I practically lived in Hartnett Hall for for three and a half years, and you know, I went to art exhibitions. I went to the Hartnett Gallery, and I knew artists, and you know, did all that thing. I never knew it was the Northwest Art Center until it was had its own uh, un, until it was yeah. being yeah. developed in the in the library, and then what's happened to it since over the last five years has been. I mean, fortunately for me, I've been a part of this community, the art community now, um, for these five years and watching it develop into this really incredible space. Yeah, it's. Uh, it is an and it is an amazing space, uh, and it's a space that um, organizations and and groups and and artists and and uh, people in Minot can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they should feel like lucky to have too. Like I'm just sitting here kind of in awe. Like that's so cool. Like, right. um, and what a cool job for you to get to be like the person who's like, I get to bring art in from all over the world to show to my community in this amazing space. Like yeah. that still is got, so fun. Still got that new gallery smell. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I, it's one of those things that, that, um, so I had, um, having, you know, been a, a graphic designer working in graphic design and I, uh, my own place getting into the art center is I, I too, an alum of Minot state, mm-hmm. um, exhibited in student shows in the Hartnett hall gallery, um, helped with gallery exhibitions and stuff like that. Uh, and then leaving, um, having kind of a career in graphic design, um, working as, you know, freelance and print shop and print design. Uh, but then coming back and adjuncting at Minot state, uh, one of the things that I found very much helped me when I applied for that was my background in, in arts administration, I guess, as you might sure. say, working in, in interns in gallery spaces and museums, um, having that background, 
Uh, I was very fortunate uh, to have the position to be the director mm-hmm. uh, of the Northwest Art Center. Um, yeah, still pinch myself when I go to work. So <laughs> That's so cool. That's really cool. I don't know. It's I, I don't want to call I don't want to call it a hidden gem because that that feel that because it shouldn't be right. right? It's, yeah. it's it's not meant. But I to think be having hidden. the perspective that like it's only really been in its own space for the last five years, like that right. would and, you, and, know, you know you really are in a position where you can tell people like, hey, this is here. This is where this it's is, at. This, this is, is where what we're doing. At. This is where where um, you can see a huge range of mm-hmm. art from student to local to regional statewide national and international um whether it's community favorites or stuff you've never seen before or never thought you'd see well i think it's it, 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 i guess in getting to that you know exposure portion of it i mean it's important for everybody in this community and communities beyond obviously to know that it's on MSU campus, but it's not for Minot State University. Yeah, like it it's, is, it, it's for the public. It is a public yep. art gallery. It is not, you don't have to show a student ID. Nope. You don't, you know, it's not just for art students. It's not, it, 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 it's an open thing. You're not stock thing. That's, that is so much fun. <laughs> is is, is so much, it. and you can do so, so many things in so many different locations at MSU, but you don't have to be a student to do it. No, you're, and, you're getting to experience it no matter who you are, what connection you have to it, whatever age you're at. I had just as, I have just as much fun going and, you know, print, you know, doing the letter press as, you know, a high school student or a college student. It's, it, it's so much fun to go through and like, see all of these things. Yeah. And, and all of our, uh, so if, if the Northwest art center, uh, puts on an exhibition or holds an exhibition or has an event in the space that is free and open to the public. Right. Anybody is, is welcome to come. Um, at the current time, we don't have any events that are, you know, charged or have admission or or restricted. And, uh, um, I mean, yes, we have like private rentals and things like that, but if it's an art center organized event, it's free and you can come. Uh, we, we put out our, event information and exhibitions uh, currently via social media. There are a few exhibitions that we publish to our campus website, and we are actually currently in the progress, a process of revisiting that campus website to make it function more like a traditional museum website. You'll be able to go there and see what's on view, what we have on display, what's in the past, what events are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those aspects that you'd expect to have kind of like with a museum gallery website. Um, are, are currently being updated and changed. Uh, one, of the, one of the things about that space as well is that it, we function as a teaching institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, my position is the only full-time position. Um, Minot State University supports the Northwest Art Center with the director's salary and a lot of in-kind support, so maintenance, the space. Sure. Um, they keep the lights and the heat on. Yeah. Uh, but all Which of is important. Our, oh, it's incredibly important. <laughs> and, and, and that gives the art center, you know, the opportunity to spend that much more uh, of its 
operating its its uh, its budget, its pro on programming. We get to we get to channel that back into our exhibitions, into right. artists. The one of the other things that a lot of people might not know is that when when we have when we have those uh, juried exhibitions, the paperworks and the all media exhibition is the best of show artist from that exhibition is offered a chance to come back to Minot State and to present a solo exhibition. Mm -hmm. And we offer that artist an opportunity to travel to North Dakota from wherever they are uh, and actually be a visiting artist at Minot State University working, uh, giving like public workshops and demonstrations, uh, working with our classes, uh, giving um, public lectures in our art seminar series and attending their exhibition reception. So that's another large part of our programming that, you know, we in the past year, just in this, since the last fall, uh, we've had a fashion designer and textile artist from LA, uh, originally from South Korea, We've oh, had cool. a ceramicist, uh, figurative sculptor, and uh, also another museum director. I have from, to stop that now just because ceramicist is a fun word. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it's, it. <laughs> Potter, also Potter, a fun word. Yeah, Potter, also absolutely. A fun word. Um, from like Great Falls, uh, Montana. Uh, so we got some of that more regional. Um, we are juror for the Paperworks exhibition this year was the assistant curator of contemporary art from the Minneapolis Institute of Art from the MIA. So and 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 she came up. Nicole Sukup came up from Minneapolis and worked with our museum studies class. Attended the exhibition reception, um, and it was an amazing time. And it's really with Knotstock with the visiting artists that we bring in. Um, one of the things that we find that we hear continually from them is how incredible the arts community in Minot is. Because when our visiting artists are here, we don't just keep them at the university. Right. We bring them. We bring them to the Tabi. We bring them downtown. We we show them what we have here in Minot and hopefully inspire them as well. Yeah, that's cool. I like to hear that they're impressed too. Because yeah. like we can sit here and be happy with it, but to have. People come from other places and, and see that. Cause, and we heard that, too, when we went to, when we attended Knotstock in the fall. Um, I forget the names of oh, who the we were. Oh, the two visiting printmakers? Yeah. Uh, so we had, uh, yeah, Mary Bruno yep. from, yeah. from Minnesota and uh, Brad Vetter. Um, Is he from Louis New Jersey? V Louisville. He's in. I'd have to check to be sure, but I thought thought it was thought it was Kentucky. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I thought I, I was thinking Jersey too. Yeah, I don't somebody know, said I don't something about why. Jersey. Well, it, yeah. Jason Abraham Smith is Detroit, so we had okay. three guest artists for okay. Nostock okay. last year. Well, we we walked across campus with two of them, and they were they were both just saying. Like, you're so lucky to live here. It's such a cool, yeah, like, yeah. arts community. Like, you is... guys are, like, and it's so fun to One hear One of that. them had a great quote, and I told yeah. you I'm going to have to go back through the text. I said that you needed to make that into a, a, a letterpress, and I don't remember what it was. My not as badass. My not, maybe yeah. that maybe it was just my not as badass. That might might have been it. I think I can, well, I'll, uh, I'll message Mary Brunel, because I know that that was probably came from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like at some point we need to do a whole episode on the hidden gems in Minot that are right out in the open. Right. Right, because there are so many things, like the Northwest Art Center, that that are there. There's nothing hidden about them. Like, anybody can find and, out very easily, and yet... Yeah, and, and it's it's one of those things, too, like, the, the, you... All the opportunities, all the artistic and cultural events, all of the music, all of the visual arts, uh, performing arts, um, you can't 
you can't be in, well, you can't, you can be in Minot and say, there's nothing to do. I don't know what's going on. There's nothing to do. But people push back against that. You have right. to, yeah. you have to show people what's going on because yes, if they're not looking for things, they're not going to find anything, but there's so much going on that, I mean, there is constantly stuff there's yeah. always stuff. To right. Do. Yeah. So on like the kind of tail end of what we were saying, if you had the opportunity to give just one recommendation to somebody who was visiting or new to the community, what would that recommendation be? Just go downtown Go to an arts-related space, whether it's, you know, whether it's downtown, whether mm -hmm. it's the Tabi, whether it's the Northwest Art Center. Um, we're the, was the smallest city in the nation that has a full symphony? One right? of them. Used One of to them. be. Used to be. We're not anymore. We, well, I guess we're we not quite that anymore. feather out of our hat. But there's. there's I'm going to continue talking yeah, about it. Yeah. But Ellen did tell me that we're, we're actually not anymore ellen you shouldn't have looked no right <laughs> i don't know why you don't look this information up yeah I, i'm just gonna say that my arts related recommendation is to just like look around find a space and talk to people about that space mm -hmm. or go and engage with an art event or happening um and and just because because it's it the other thing is interesting is our arts community is so varied mm -hmm. as well and if you think like well they're artists i won't fit in i guarantee there's an artist that's really got your number and that you will really love yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. well the fun thing about it the, the fun thing about artists is people non-artists can say well i'm not going to fit in with that group Anybody can fit in with artists because it's such an eclectic group. You don't need to be one thing or the other to yep. fit in. Yep. And, and artists, like just in, in the discussions that you're having in this podcast series, you're going to see that artists are, is there's no two that are alike. Right. So I, I'm really starting to love the responses to this last question because, you know, we frame it in the realm and I've got to talk because we mentioned hidden gems earlier. We frame it in the realm of a visitor or a newcomer. Yeah. But how many people who live here and who have lived here for 20, 30, 40 plus years need to hear these answers? Yeah. Too? Yeah. 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 No, it's totally just as valid. And, and the other, one of the things too, is that our arts community, uh, isn't silent. Um, no. we will, I mean, there is there, we will, we will make people aware of what's going on, or we will do our best to make people aware of what's going on. So, well, and they're they're not silent, but I I I, th I love the fact that the last two to ten years they've kept getting louder. Yep, and well, and and I don't know, we we must be duplicating because there's more of us. Right. So many. <laughs> we're, we were, were talking breeding. to Rachel. We were trying to get like because we, we've had a couple of people ask now, like, oh, how many artists are there in Minot? And like initially, I think we were thinking like of just the visual artists, and then we were like thinking about like well, the yeah. musicians and you know everything. It's visual theater, the writers, dance, right. yeah, writers. I mean, you can't. When we say the arts, we don't mean your stodgy paintings on a wall. Even though I happen to love some paintings on a wall, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even the stodgy even ones, even the stodgy ones. <laughs> um, it's, it's all of that. And like, I think a lot of people also like don't realize the full extent of the impact that the arts has in their life. I mean, you go to a movie theater 
see a movie. I'm sorry. That's the arts. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not. We were just talking we were. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something that, that you are continually exposed to and has an enormous impact to make lives better. I, I'd mentioned the jury and student art show at Minot State, which right. is always great to see upcoming artists, new artists, artists with incredible potential uh, beginning to explore and branch out in their in their chosen mediums. Um, so that's really fun. We have our capstone exhibitions at the Art Center coming up as well. Um, but one of the upcoming projects, and this is a ways in the future. I'm really excited about next year's Knotstock. Yeah, I'm still under like NDA. But it is going to be amazing. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. This will it doesn't be a, take this, much to excite us, though. If, like no, somebody just has yeah. to like pretend to have a little secret, right. and we're just like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we might come. No, this will be this will be out before Knotstock. But yeah. if you're listening and you are within 200 miles of my knot, Knotstock is cool. Reserve your end of September next year. Yeah. Knotstock is cool, um, and we will probably come uh, visit with you and uh, bang on your doors um, Justin about um, downtown events oh cool in conjunction with this year's not stock I love that hey. so I'm excited okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. darn you Greg. still in the planning phases yeah but okay that's that's totally totally understandable totally cool can't see my steepled excellent fingers anyway <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. This has been the Minot Arts Podcast, a map to the arts in small-town America. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm Shandell. And our guest today has been the director of the Northwest Arts Center and artist himself, Greg Fettel. It's been wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be on the show. All right. Thank you. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed our antics today and would like to hear more from us, we'd greatly appreciate you leaving a review or subscribing via whatever platform it is that you're listening to podcasts on. The Mind on Arts podcast is hosted by Justin Anderson and Shindel Latin, is presented as a program of the Minot Area Council of the Arts in Minot, North Dakota, and is produced by Brandon Tronson of More Than Music. This project is supported in part by grant from the North Dakota Council on the Arts, which receives funding from the state legislature and the National Endowment for the Arts. Thank you again for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us or any of our programming, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram or online at minotarts.org.